When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, it's been a couple of weeks now, hasn't it, that this story, uh, this apparent growing issue between Australian career coach Justin Langer and some of the players uh, claims that he's too intense and cares too much and We've heard this a little before, but then we thought it had been put to bed, and now apparently there's been an issue with a, a, a digital journalist. And a lot of this has sort of come to the fore again. There's been a story sort of coming out every day. It's prompted strong response from Adam Gilchrist in defence of Justin Langer. Uh, there's been just as strong articles written from the other side. A short statement yesterday from Cricket Australia, which contained the oh-so-ominous full support of the board, which for anyone who's been around AFL or NRL long enough, We'll know that that's the last thing you want to hear, but of course we are being slightly facetious. An article today by Peter Lawler, our very own in The Australian, saying that the board's intervened to broker an understanding between Justin Langer and senior players ahead of the T20 World Cup and the Ashes. Apparently it's been involved the senior players, uh, board members, Nick Hockley, the CEO, it's been via Zoom, but apparently no Justin Langer at this stage, but as they look to smooth the waters ahead of a big summer. Um, it is a big story, and I thought, well, who should we have a chat to about it? So I thought we'd go to a bloke that's been uh, out in the middle with this man who knows him better than anyone as a cricketer. 113 tests together. They averaged over 50 together, close to 6,000 6, runs as an opening partnership. It's an absolute pleasure to have Matty Hayden with us on the Sporting Capital. Haydos, hello to you. Tammy, yeah, thanks, mate, for having me on. And it is a big issue, and you've summarised it pretty nicely there, and um, you know, it reeks of of the lyric six months in a leaking boat, doesn't it? You it know, does. There's so many, so many stories that, and so many holes, you know, that are, that are now coming out. And and one of the great things, you know, when I think back through the eras of Australian cricket, and if I can cast our listeners' minds and eyes back to a period where Please maybe do. some of them aren't even born, but you know, in and around that sort of '87 window you know ahead of the 89 ashes series in england because let's face it sammy no one gives a rat's ass about anything else other than the ashes when it comes to test match cricket it is how players how administrations and how nations get rated the old foe cricket it's ashes and at that time if you remember who was at the helm of that was the godfather of cricket alan border and Bob Simpson. Now, there was multiple players, guys like Greg Campbell, for example, Greg Matthews, guns in their time, but they weren't on board with the current structures of the way that Alan and Bob wanted to run cricket and what happened to them. They weren't there. They, they got punted and they chose, and this is a wise man said this to me a couple of days ago, which I think is very relevant to this particular discussion on Justin Langer that culture eats strategy for breakfast going back to 89 the culture of Australian cricket was work hard 
play hard and you play for team exclusively. That is it. And if you breach those rules, even just simple common sense rules that you and I, if we're sitting around the, the, the pub at you know, 10 o'clock and talking to our mates and there's no bullshit that's getting spoken amongst any of us, or we get called out if you actually are speaking it, they had simple rules. For example, before midnight is team time. You know, after midnight, sorry, is team time. Before midtime is your, is, is your time. You know, so you know that if you got to 12.05 and you would get caught the next day, because Merv tested this regularly, <laughs> you, would, you would arrive at training and your name would be called out and you're in for hell for the better part of four hours. And, and that's the price that you had to pay. Now, I beg the same question to our current CEO, who is now also from the ivory tower making claims about how the IPL is going to be fantastic preparation for the T20 World Cup, which, by the way, we rank sixth in the world, just above Bangladesh, who hammered us in that last series. And he's got, I think, he has to be accountable you know, to where he needs to be and where his players need to be. When they choose the World Cup squad and seven of those players aren't on the current tour and we're starting to judge Justin Langer on the performance of the team, and rightfully so, we should. He's the national coach. But if you haven't got seven assets to your team, any organisation crumbles. Mate, in 2005, we didn't have Glenn McGrath for the the Ashes series and we lost that series heavily. Mm. On one player that was missing, one key player, Glenn McGrath. You know, so I've got to say, it's really frustrating me, this. And, and you know, one of the guys in particular that I really, really am very disappointed for, and it's a guy that I've just so admired over the years, is Malcolm Conn. From the inner sanctum of the dressing room, he shot holes in Justin Langer's character in his article uh, two days ago. And, and that was when he was uh, employed by Cricket Australia and from the inner sanctum. This is a bloke that sung the team song. And, I, and, and also, this is a guy that, and if he's listening out there, Malcolm and I have punched on you know, over the years and we've had a fantastic working relationship. But I, but I have to say that this loose links lips sinks ships kind of mentality is really really frustrating and a lot of the content that's coming out about this is downright disrespectful to a bloke that's played over 100 test matches only one in 13 people have done that and i'm telling you mate i've seen him in the extremest conditions of all time the hottest the fastest bowling attacks of its time and he is unbreakable so ceo of Cricket Australia, carefully listen to the fact that this bloke has got character personified and plus. And he is a man that has to leave his wife and four beautiful kids and go off to work and listen to some of the rubbish that's getting spoken. Even this this facetious discussion amongst senior players uh, just last night that was obviously Pete Lawler was on to about deciding Justin Langer's future. Um Hello, what about meeting about the fact that you're number three in test cricket in the ICC rankings and number three in ODI rankings and number six in T20 rankings? Waste more energy and time thinking about that than actually discussing a bloke who's a legend of the game and also 
is so passionate about Australian cricket and culture and the bloke that sung the team song, mate, you don't get any greater credit from your peers than that. And he's worth listening to. And, and I'm very disappointed, I have to say, Sammy. Oh, mate, I can tell you've approached that first question like you used to pr- uh, approach some early overs. You've just walked me and put me straight back over the fence. <laughs> I've loved it. You've, you've already answered the next three questions I had about what have you made of it? Does it upset you? I'm going to go to mm. how, why is this happening then? So what's, what do you believe is going on internally? That has caused I think, this. I, I personally think, and I'm not in the inner sanctum, um, I personally think that there is just a, a lack of accountability, accountability and a lack of control in terms of options for players and where it is that their futures lie. Now, people out there who, who know the game well will realise that in 2008 I played the IPL and in 2009 I re- retired from, from cricket. Reluctantly, because I knew I still had a lot of great cricket in me. But you know what? Punch on until you can punch no more. And I thought that was my time in the sun. And it was very much a decision around the culture of the game, putting that first ahead of myself and my my own personal desires, and especially financial desires were as well. Because you cannot, and I'm also tired of this discussion, you cannot begrudge anyone that actually does well out of their careers. No matter whether you're a banker or a, or a cricketer, you want to see people do well in this country. Good on them. You work hard for it. Best of luck. But when you're cherry-picking the Australian summer, because I would argue back to anyone who dares to make that conversation about me in that situation, who would say, hey, Doss, yeah, but you played the IPL, and, and, and what, you know, what's the difference? I'll say this. The difference is that I'm not choosing, like some individuals have done for various reasons, some good, because let me tell you, the environment of international cricket is far from fun at the moment. We've just had our Olympians come back and they did fantastic and we're all incredibly proud of them. But they had two weeks in quarantine. They, had, they, they busted their choppers over there to stay safe. It just takes the gloss off the whole experience. It's suddenly work. It's not a cricket tour. Cricket used to get in the way of a good tour in my book. But now it, it actually is quite challenging. And, and I get it that people are fatigued. You know, but I'll be really interested to see in part two of the IPL how many players are actually at that tournament and choosing that tournament over playing for Australia because, mate, I didn't. I didn't make that choice. I played for Australia. In fact, I was begging the selectors to go play for Australia and it wouldn't have mattered what remuneration I was or wasn't getting at that time because I wanted to play for Australia. So, you know, there's a great accountability to Australian cricket who invest an enormous amount of money into the development and pathways of a Matthew Hayden that plays Valleys cricket, Queensland cricket, Australian cricket, and then the retention of that IP, like, an, like a uh, Ricky Ponning or a now Justin Langer, you know, the retention of that intellectual property that, that gives you such a powerful position in the game, and when that's getting rejected and not adhered to by current players, then I've got a problem with that. Hey, Doss, what... First thing, have you spoken to JL? Of course, mate. We're brothers. <laughs> what, can, what, what can you tell us without betraying confidence? I can tell you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. Uh, mate, I'm like Schultz. <laughs>
Yeah, my yeah. lips are sealed. <laughs> I had to ask, Sammy. You know, look. The thing about the thing about the brotherhood, and this is not just Justin. The, the brotherhood of cricket mm. is something that is a very powerful and collaborative unit. Yep. And and even in spite of these times, it was just the other day that I was reaching out to, to Brett Lee and Shane Watson, followed up on the call to say. And I need to get back to Watto. So what if Watto's listening, mate? I'll get back to you. Um, but it's just around, you know, this conversation amongst uh, amongst men, not just necessarily cricket, but let's call it cricket at the moment, to say, how are you? You know, there's WhatsApp messages. You, mm. you can get on video, FaceTime calls. You know, I'm, sh- I'm certain that a lot of the fraternity of cricketers are actually in a position of deep isolation and they're hurting and it, and it needs to be said and it needs to be opened up. It's a great clubhouse. And a fantastic opportunity to be able to to speak to each other in this time. And and look, you know, I suppose when you look at and I was going right back to that sort of eighty seven, eighty eight, and in particular eighty nine when, when cricket started to turn around for our country. That's really two decades of unprecedented Australian cricket performance. That that's mm. like the decade era of West Indies cricket. Yep. And there was always going to be expectations around what the next lead in um, individuals, teams, et cetera, were going to do. It was always going to be, at some point, a break in the cycle. Now, our break in the cycle, when you think back to it, was when our national team was caught and shamed and, and there, was a, there was a blackness around Cricket Australia and in comes Justin Langer, who now, with, with a very long memory to that occasion, has made us as Australians, the everyday girl and boy that's sitting around the lounge chair going, I'd actually really love to play for Australia. Mm. I mean, what a great feel. Yep. You know, he's turned that culture around. So, and, 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 we start, and we've won. It's not yep. like we've, we've necessarily been on losing streaks. Last year, we went down to India, you know, in, a, in, in probably one of the best test matches I've, I've ever watched. Yep. I mean, can you, ever, can you imagine what a, you know, what, what, What's a better test match than that, even yeah. though we're on the wrong side of the stick? Absolutely. You know, so the game's come a long way, mate, since Justin Langer took over because he has reinvigorated the sense of playing for the baggy green. So, He's tapped into resources like Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting, et cetera, that, that just love the game and they're passionate about it. So, Matty Hayden, let me ask you this question. Because cricket is so different in, in terms of the way in which it's coached and the role in which the coach plays. So talk to us about the role of the coach and, and, and what the coach is there to do for the players. And then on the other side of that, how much say should the players have in who the coach is and how the coach is doing what they do? Mate, like the media, it is an absolute collaboration. The, the, only, the only thing that I, would, that I would like to see considered and, and I didn't realise this, or certainly realise it for the first time, when I was invited on the team bus to, to travel back with the with the current team in India. And I did a sort of quick head count, and there was something like fifteen support staff. So there's virtually a support staff per player. Yes, I've seen now, it. I've seen that, <laughs> mate. And it's and it's a precedence, right? AFL do it, uh, ARL do it. Yep. There is just a cast of a thousand. I challenge that, Sammy, because one of the things, 
and I also hypocritically, I was a very individual trainer as well. Yeah. Like I used to take up time, John Buchanan's time, you know, bowling, bowling machine balls at me, hours of it. And whoever would do it, mate, I'd get kids throwing balls to me because I love batting that much. But one of the things that I always loved to do and the team as a whole loved to do was help each other out. You know, just if it meant throwing balls for Nick's, you know, so that Gilly could get a bit more action. You know, a punter, you know, gloriously taken off to his right and taken screamers. You'd do it. You'd just muck in. You know, now players, I think, you know, have got such lofty expectations to just focus solely on what it is that they have to do. And I get it. That's kind of an ideal situation. But one of the great benefits of having a smaller group, mm. a more focused groups, is the concentration of voice and the concentration of influence. Mate, not everyone loved Bob Simpson. In fact, a lot of people, people couldn't stand Bob Simpson. But I tell you what, there wasn't one player that I played with that didn't have immense respect yep. for Bob Simpson. And who'll ever forget, and I often channel AB in these discussions, Sammy, what would Alan Border be thinking right now? Oh, because remember that incident. Where, to ask him, <laughs> mate. It's, it's a great. Better him than better asking him than <laughs> yeah. me. But I'm telling you right now that that great scene where where Craig McDermott got ahead of himself at Somerset in Taunton in the '93 Ashes Tour, my first tour, and AB wanted to talk to him, and Billy grabbed his hat and just stormed off. And AB, you know, as it's quoted now, saying. Basically, mate, you do that again and you'll be on the first flight home to Australia. Mm. I've cleaned that up nicely for you. You, but, <laughs> you have. I had the finger <laughs> over the dump button, but you know, you did it beautifully. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sammy, that was the point. Yeah. You know, there was really a very focused voice. So, that voice, that voice had, that had a focused voice as well back to Cricket Australia. And, and really, the collaboration was not amongst a cast of a thousand, but it was a cast of, 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 Border, the vice captain, and the coach, and I and I think cricket has got a bit to answer for that. And and look, it started with this role after the Argus review around the high performance manager. And you know, one of the big challenges is that the high performance manager, it has has got to have the respect of the coach, and the coach, in my opinion, most of the time. Like, imagine controlling Bellamy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bellamy, yep. Bellamy would get what Bellamy wants, and quite rightly so. Why? One, he's a legend. Two, he's a winner. And three, he's got respect from his players because they know that if they start to become the Mr. I in team, they're not on the team bus. And sometimes players, and we're a lazy bunch of bastards as athletes, let me tell you, you'll always try and take a shortcut. And when you get found out or chipped by someone that knows that you're taking shortcuts, a.k.a. Justin Langer, then he's going to say, mate, you're taking shortcuts. And you can have whatever argument you want, but you're not going to have a leg to stand on because in your heart, when the bloke in the mirror looks back at you, he says, shit, I'm taking shortcuts. And that's how you get better. So, hey, and and that's, a big, that's a big thing. Getting better every day is a big part of the Australian cricket team. Uh, absolutely. If you could sit down and, and, and have the ear of the playing group right now 
And, and I'm sure, and I'm, and look, if we had longer, I'd get you to say to me, give, give me the things that you think that, and we might even ask you this in a moment, what you think JL needs to improve on, because no one's perfect. But if you could get the ear yeah. of the players and say, mm. guys, can I just have your ear for a minute? What would be the message that you'd want to convey to them at the moment? That, that it's all about team. It, it, it's all about the culture. And... And, and I'd say, and this got said to me by a sports psychologist, and, and I didn't really listen to a lot of those because I, I found them too complicated. But I thought this was a fantastic uh, way to put culture. He said, imagine that what you are is a person at the ATM. What would happen if you were to make more withdrawals than deposits? And... Mate, leaky voices and challenging and, and disrespect and cherry-picking tournaments and, you know, breaking partnership rules and, and, and all of that stuff, right? That, that's, they're all withdrawals from your culture. So it really would be up to the individual, as it always is, mate. No one can hold your hand, not even as a partnership, which I love my partnerships with Justin and, and Ricky and all blokes, actually, for that matter, but... Those partnerships are sacred to me, but the one thing that that you have to do in a partnership is give and take, but you have to add value. You know, so how are you adding value, not buying into the team culture, or challenging the team culture? See, I don't understand that because it's mate, it's not long before you get bankrupt, morally or otherwise bankrupt. You know, you have to contribute. So that that would be my main my main. Um, conversation. And what if you had the same chat with JL? What, what, and I'm not, and I'm sure you have, and, and again, not betraying confidence, but if, but, but if there's things that you think, mate, I know you and I know that, and, and well, guess what I'm asking is there, is there any of what you're reading where you go, oh yeah, that is, that is a bit him and, and that is something to work on. Look, JL, JL is one of the great blokes. Yep. He comes from the most solid family that I've ever met. And even during this window, bless his heart, he had to bury his mum, which was a really challenging part. You know, JL has got intensity and passion. Gilly said it the other day. But you tell me, mate, what you'd rather, mm. someone who doesn't give a shit or mm. someone that's got that sort of intensity and passion. And, and right now, I'm, I'm, I think that JL, if anything, needs to get less zen-like and more dragging people to accountability, not dif- not dissimilar, I suppose, to the opposition government in many ways, because I think he's got a fight on his hands with Jollymont Street and how it is that they're controlling their assets. Because you, you, you as a coach, and I said this before, if you can't get your best team on the park, how is it that I'm going to judge you? If I was a CEO, how am I going to judge a Justin Langer if he hasn't got his best assets? It doesn't make sense. You know, so if anything, I'd like him to become less Zen-like. <laughs> oh, and, more, and, 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 channel, and, and channel, you know, Alan Border, you know, who, who, mate, he's only three foot, but there's not anyone on the planet that would challenge AB. One, because he was bloody always had his guts and heart and soul into it. Mm. Two, he gave a shit about his country and he loved his mates. You know, and he always got the best out of himself. And he never asked you to do anything that he wasn't in the thick of it doing. Yeah. And I reckon that's a great mark of a leadership. Justin Langer 
is one of the most centred leaders that I've ever come across. And like I said before, mate, I've seen Thunderbolts coming around at 160 clicks at the start of a Boxing Day test match when there's 80,000 people in the stadium. He's unbreakable. You know, so leave him alone. <laughs> Let him do his job. And for God's sake, listen to what he's saying. Mate, that's because a... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, mate, if you don't listen to him, you're going to have the same results and you're going to have to listen to someone else that's going to basically say exactly the same thing until you get the message. Matty Hayden, unbelievable. Thank you so much, mate. I, I, I can't thank you enough. I love the passion. I, 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 I'm actually sort of um, bristling and, and pumped up at the moment. And if I wasn't ready the, to go, I am ready, I'm ready to go. And I'll, <laughs> if I wasn't in the worst physical shape of my life, I might go do something about it. <laughs> but, but, mate, it's always a pleasure. Uh, You're always so generous with your time. You always give it straight. And I can't thank you enough. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.